Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent, whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is is easy, you know? Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you're on your way to say. <laughs> See, that's what I would love to do as far as, um, yeah, I guess we'll just get into conversation. Yeah. That, that's what I would love to do is learn more about and meet more people and get into buying a business, increasing the value of the business, and then having a bigger business or like monopoly type of a company purchase it from you. Right. Because you know, that's what, I think that's where a lot of people make money. They acquire business for a million dollars. They turn it into a $7 million business and they sell it in five years. Right. And they just, you know, increase value and exit. Is that like an angel? And that's different than an angel investor, right? Yeah, I think an angel investor is basically just, yeah, somebody with a lot of money who will like invest and, and you know, but they're not the one building the business. Correct. Like, they're the one putting up the money. Huh? You'd have to really know business to like, yeah, have faith that you can buy a business for like a couple hundred grand or a million, like, like a business that maybe isn't doing that well, but has so much potential. Yeah. Like if you can buy it and you just have like a way of building it and growing it, then selling it. You just have that business awareness that you know that they're not capitalizing on what they could be. Right. Like maybe their customer service isn't up to par or maybe they, you know, should have more inventory, but they're only focusing on like a portion of the inventory or. That's what happened to McDonald's. I think, I think like the original McDonald's, I don't think the original owner had any intention on like expanding the way that it did, mm -hmm. but some other guy saw that and was like, Oh, like cookie cutter business. Like I'm going to turn this thing into a franchise. Exactly. And I, I, I think he like bought it or like went into business with him, but something happened where someone else came in and was like, they seen something that this other person. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to turn this into like yeah. Walmart. Well, it's even like, um, like, like a ch brand like champion. Um, this was a bigger brand, like a, a decade or two ago. And then they just kind of leveled off and they didn't have the right kind of marketing behind it, the right kind of products. So they just, it's kind of just like a lower end brand. They don't, they're right. not putting out new stuff. And then somebody comes along and they're like, okay, this is an established name. They're doing a fraction of what they could be doing. So let's buy this, you know, champion company at a low price. And then they like you know, revamp the marketing, bring in all this new product that's in tune with like the youth of, and then like over the last few years, this champion was like a huge brand again. Huh. You know? so Are they still big right now? Cause I don't, you don't see or hear them much. I, I remember the store like in malls, okay. right? Like that's yeah. like with like, um, basketball shoes and like sweatpants, sweaters. Yeah. Like it was kind of like a footlocker almost. I feel like over the last few years, not so much this last year, but over the last few years, it was huge. You know, like even like winners has all sorts of like champion right. stuff and they just have all different kinds of like fanny packs and backpacks and toques and shoes. They're just doing all these products. But I feel like maybe it's simmering a bit. Uh, so I feel like they, they were doing a lot of stuff. You know? Interesting, yeah. Okay, huh. um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I just, I don't know why I stumbled upon this. I was on TikTok and it just popped up this morning before the podcast. Um, <clears throat> did you know that Japan has like weight laws? Like their fight, Japan is fighting obesity with weight measurements. So this, the way that I saw, found out about this is 
I don't know, you've probably seen this guy, but he's a comedian and he does a lot of like Gary Vaynerchuk impersonations and he's like really good. He's a heavier set dude. Hmm. He's got dark hair. Really funny, but he blew up during the pandemic because he kept doing these Gary Vaynerchuk impersonations. I don't think I heard of him. Gary reposted one of them just being like, man, this guy's like really funny. Um, Because yeah, the the guy doing the impersonations would just walk up to people and like... um, you know, like, what do you do? And they'd be like, oh, I'm a business owner. And then he would like, just go off on like how many TikTok posts they should make. And he was just pretending to be like, <laughs> and he would cut, people, he would cut people off so much. He'd be like, you, you need to post 150 Instagram posts and 300,000 uh, TikToks. And like, he was just going off, yeah. like just being like Gary Vaynerchuk, but on steroids. Anyway, he said that, and I didn't find this. I found that Japan had waist measurements, not weight measurements. But the guy said, he's like, did you know that Japan has a weight restriction of like, you can't be over 260 pounds. And or he else was, what? You get fined. <laughs> They'll ticket you. Really? And, and so this guy was like, man, he's like, I've never thought that like, I'm illegal there. Like, I'm the illegal thing. So it's like, if I'm driving around, he's like, and I get pulled over, it's not because of a speeding ticket, it's because of a weight ticket. Like, I'm just too fat to be in their country. So if you're not a citizen, though, would that apply to you? Probably not. Yeah, it's like, don't even bother coming here. So yeah. what if you're a sumo wrestler, isn't that? that a- that's what he said. He brought okay. that up. He said the only um, <coughs> exception <laughs> is sumo wrestlers. <laughs> and so, yeah, he was kind of laughing, but um, I just thought that was kind of, cr- it's kind of crazy. And like, I don't know how to view it. <coughs> In, in one point, you kind of, like, it is the, we always want the government to look out for our best interest. Weight causes a lot of shit. Like, you know, you look at what happened in the last couple of years, like, so there's certain illnesses that affect obese people more. So Japan's like, hey, just don't hit this tipping point. We'll start ticketing you. And then they actually have um, where a doctor will visit you. Um every three weeks for six months. If you start to pass that and your, your waist measurements get too big, mm. you now have a doctor that's assigned to you that every three weeks they're gonna be like, hey, are you eating good? Are you exercising? How many steps do you get in a day? And I'm like, it's kind of legit. The, the, the thing with it is like, think about healthcare costs. Mm. Think how, and that's what Japan was saying. I think that was their idea was to cut healthcare costs because because you imagine in the u.s it's and big Canada, problem here oh dude like north yeah. america our obesity rates are through the roof yeah so imagine how many people are spending money on medication going to the doctor diabetes doing all these things yeah. just because they're overweight yeah so japan's like it's illegal now to be too big see i think it's good that a government would encourage that but to mandate it i know i know that's you know because i'm all for like personal freedom like yeah. i think if you want to eat yourself to sit Layla, shut up. If you want to eat yourself to 700 pounds, like, I, like, I don't want to say no. Yeah. I think it's stupid. Yeah. But like, you should be allowed to do what you want. You're an adult. It's just, yeah, that, that whole like mandate, like you have to do this is a scary road to go down because, right. you know, you may agree with the weight thing, but you may not agree with the vaccine or the mask thing. Or you may agree with, but then if they start implementing that on too many things, it's like, okay, we have, we have a strict set of rules just to survive now. Yeah. But although I do like that, it's not like, it's, it's not like it's um, a 200 pound weight. Like you can be a little overweight. I think it's just like, Hey man, if you're like Layla, you got to stop. You know, it's like, if you're like 400 pounds plus, 
okay, this is literally like we're just watching you commit suicide slowly. It's got to be like a boss mat, a, a, a mass body index type of a thing. Right. Because what if you're like six seven? Yeah, that's you know, that I know. Or I thought you're like a Sammy Schultz or like a Bob Sapp kind of yeah. a guy. It's like, hey man, like yeah. I like I got to be intermittent fasting just to be legal here. Like, and, and that's why with like because I was thinking with the measurements, I forget what their waist measurements were, but I was just thinking, I'm like, that is like. How, yeah, like what if you're super tall, super short, you're just built differently. Yeah, so you're like 6'6 six, six and you want to be a bodybuilder. It's like well, right. you have to be like 280 or 290. Yeah. Right? yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I never really knew that. In 2008, I think they passed the law. I forget what it's called. But yeah, they'll fine your ass if you're too big. In, a lot of – when I think Japanese people – and again, this is how out of tune I am with their culture. I've obviously never been to Japan, but – I think like smaller people, like you, yeah. you don't see many Japanese people over 200 pounds. No, no, they're, they're supposed to be one of the fittest countries um, in the world. I think like them, um, India, there's a few other places. Layla, don't do it. Hey, use your head. Get lost. Yeah, we Thank got you. a new setup today. Yeah, we got a new setup. We're at uh, Aaron's condo right now and Layla's being a shithead. Um, I got a little story. It's a little yeah. off topic unless you want to go off. No, that. no, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um. So I have this listing, this real estate listing, and um, I hope I didn't tell you this. I don't think I did. And um, so I'm working with the seller. Um, they just moved out of the property. I listed it vacant. So we get an offer on the property. The buyer's doing a home inspection. And about an hour into the home inspection, I, I'm not there, but I get a call. And they say, hey, the water, we have to rebook. We had to leave the house because the water's turned off. And the home inspector turned the water on and it just started leaking out of the pipes. There's like cut pipes. I'm like, okay, like, first of all, what, like, this doesn't make any sense because this guy's lived there for 35 years. He, he keeps water on. He just moved out of the property right before I listed it, like a week ago. He didn't shut the water off. There's no plumbing issues. So I'm thinking like, are they at the right house? Like... This doesn't even make sense because first of all, the water's not off. And if it's off, or if you turn it on, it's not leaking. Like he, he, he lived there. So whatever, I, I, I get in touch with the seller. They think the same thing that I think. They're like, this, what are you talking about? So they go to the property and somebody must have broken into the property and cut and stole all the copper piping. Oh, Shut wow. the water off and stole the copper pipe to sell it. That's a lot of work. To, for it to be worth selling copper pipes. Here's the thing. They probably got 20 to $50 to sell that copper. Hmm. Like that's it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and again, yeah, that's you're a, a crackhead. That's a criminal activity. Like that's very invasive. It's not like you're just stealing a candy from a store or you're right. like taking an emblem off a car. It's like you got to go into somebody's property. Cut their pipes. So Get all wet and gross and like, yeah, that's crazy. So he sent me photos and yeah, right above the water heater, the pipes cut right above the water meter, the pipes cut. You look in the basement ceiling, there's just copper pipe snipped. Wow. And so we look and apparently there's an, he, he sends me an article in the city of Saskatoon and over the last few months, there's been like over 30 cases of this in Saskatoon where so whoever's doing this knows that the property is vacant. Like in my case, there's a for sale sign. There's a dumpster in the driveway. The lights aren't on. So you watch the property for two days. You're like, okay, somebody's not living there. Or if, um, you know, like there's like vacancy at a, at a building where there's property management 
they find out that this property is vacant and they'll find their way in and they'll steal the copper. Mm. Now there is no sign of a break in here, but I went the next day and inspected the property just to, just to like get a feel for what might've happened. And it was like a, you know, an older property. And I figured out there was a piece of wood wedged in the back door window where you could just take the wood out, slide the window down and unlock the door. So I was like, okay, this is probably how he got in because there's no damage to the property. Right. So he did, nobody broke in. Um, but it's just crazy that the desperation of, of people these days to, to do that just for like under a hundred bucks of copper. Well, I was going to say, man, it, it, it just shows you like the, the state of mind that some people are in, like, like get a job and you'll just make more money than that. Instead of risking prison time, risking a fine, you're still working. You're still scouting that house. You're still having to hop into the house. You're still getting pliers to cut pipe. You're still having to sell that copper now. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of, that's a full job. That's a full day of work. Stand on circle drive and put up a cardboard sign and walk. You'll get more money. Yeah. Or just learn a little bit of plumbing and go be a plumber and make like bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like, obviously they're criminals and pieces of shit and they can't keep a job. And so they just have to do shit like that. And, and we're lucky because they could have just left the water running and flooded this yeah. house. In that article, there was cases where people would break a hole in the side of the house through where the bathtub surround is and <laughs> crawl in through the side of the house to go steal the copper pipe. Jeez. So from in, like they'll, they'll drill a hole from the outside. Yeah. Or smash a hole through the outside. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So in break this a window, man. in this case, luckily my client had about a $200 plumber bill to come fix the piping. They redid the home inspection. We sold the property. So, so it could have been a lot worse, but, um, and you know, you've been here, I've heard of this happening where in Saskatoon there's criminals or a criminal or however many who are going around taking like catalytic converters out of the bottom of vehicles and yeah. parking lots. Yeah. So I think that. that, you know, it converts the toxic gas to less toxic gas before it releases the exhaust and yeah people just cut these right out of the bottom of the car people go to start their car and it's like what the fuck's going on yeah but it shows the desperation nowadays where people are like look it's risky there's not a lot of return on it but like i gotta eat so yeah. i'm, I'm making shit happen math yeah oh yeah or they're just crackheads but yeah could you imagine if you you know like a, a copper private detective or, or private investigator goes to this whatever mechanic or business and there's just like all this copper or there's like a hundred catalytic converters it's like hey man like, yeah, yeah. Where, where are you buying these from you right. know yeah it's people get that's what i mean like a lot of these criminals that like they can be pretty methodical like they're pretty like i don't know i don't want to say smart but in some ways like they can be like kind of clever in some ways like they know that copper is worth a certain amount or they know those converters are worth a certain amount so they're just like in and out stealing these things in the middle of the night and i'm always just like man like you could just be making more money and not risk getting your ass kicked yeah. like if somebody sees you in their house under their vehicle like some people are gonna stomp on you did, did we ever tell that story about when we caught the people breaking into a car i think so okay but i'm not sure yeah i think maybe we did i think we did but yeah but yeah long and the short you know we yeah it's a lot of risk it's a lot of risk. It's like, a lot of risk. And for those kids, it wasn't worth it, man. They got the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And got stripped butt naked, yeah. sent home in the middle of the winter. Like, yeah. was it worth <laughs> it to, like, try to, like, steal some, like, some glasses or something? And yeah. now you're butt naked in the middle of winter walking home trying to explain to your parents what you just did. <laughs> yeah. So we're partying. We're, like, 20 years old. And we see, 
these kids breaking into one of our friend's truck right outside the house. And we're like, what the? F-? So, so whoever's outside smoking and sees this, they come in and they round up all the guys. They're like, hey, somebody's trying to break into so-and-so's truck. So about 10 of us 20-year-old guys run out of the house and chase these two kids down an alley. And we catch one of them. Yeah. And we strip him naked. And he, he didn't get, like, beat up too bad. Like, a couple guys might have got some blows in. If I wasn't there, he would have got beat up really bad. Yeah. I, I remember pushing a few guys off. Being, being like, like, hey, hey we're, getting, like, we're getting carried away here. But, yeah, guys were, like, stomping on his ankles, kicking him in the leg, punching him in the face while he's getting stripped naked. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like pushing guys off because I'm, like, man, this is, like, a little much. You Whose know? idea was it to strip him naked? <laughs> you know damn well. <laughs> fucking pyro. <laughs> so we bring this – this kid is – we strip him butt naked yeah. in this back alley and you know, like we're, we're good guys. So we were like, okay, he learned his lesson. So we bring him back to the party, butt naked and like somebody no, gives him a beer, right? No, we, we sent, we sent him home. We left him walking. He came back with like a hell's angels type guy. That same night. Yeah. That same night. Remember when, okay. yeah, this, this older guy came back with him and he was, he got in my face. I, re- I remember that cause he okay. was like trying to be like. You know, oh, these fuck, these are kids. Like, how could you guys do that? You know, and and shit. And we're like, what would you do, you idiot? Like, these kids were breaking into our shit. Yeah. We're drunk. We're at a party. It's three a.m. They think had we're the- gonna have the like. We're not. We don't care what age you're at right now. Yeah. We're drunk. You broke into some shit. You paid the price. That's it. Yeah. Just send the kid home. And then the guy eventually left. But yeah, he got in my face, and there was like twenty of us just standing there, like waiting for him to do something. Yeah. He ended up not. But yeah, he was flexing the HA on us and shit. And we're just like, fuck off, man. Man, it's crazy all the shit you get into when you're young. Yeah. Just the the situations you find yourself in because you're just, you know, out drinking. You're just a little more like even on the way here, I seen some graffiti on a building and it's just like shitty graffiti. You know? We get it so much in this area. Yeah. Like where I walk Layla, <laughs> like right when you leave to like where I walk her behind the condos, it just yeah. says like, it says like a uh, fuck block seven or something like that. And it's just, and it's just like, it's, it always says, oh, Aaron always rem- is, um, free, free Coda or free some name. And I'm just like, don't free that guy probably. And there's one, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe yeah. keep him there. Yeah. You fucking crooks. You know what? That's always a funny thing when you hear rappers or whoever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. free the guys or it's like, free this person. It's like, well, he he committed a murder. So, like, maybe we shouldn't free this guy. <laughs> I know? know. Yeah, it's like, free everybody. Eh? It's like he just, like, slaughters somebody. And like, hey, yo, free, you know, Coomzy. <laughs> Don't free that guy. But, you know, it's 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 crazy how you're... <clears throat> your mind is undeveloped when you're young and you don't realize it yet. You just think you're smarter than you are. Yeah. Cause I remember being like, it's one thing if graffiti is like really nice art and it's like, wow, these people are talented. But I used to be like, whatever, like, you know, like if people want to do their art, like on a building, like cool, man, like we need right. more art in this world. <laughs> right, yeah. And then now I'll be driving and like, I'm more of the perspective of like, okay, I'm more likely to be the guy that owns this building than the person with the spray can. Right. So I'm driving and I'm like, why would these kids vandalize this guy's building? Like you're not a gangster. You're not part of a movement. You just like have this idea in your head that it's like, you're kind of a rebel and it's like your tag. And you're not even practicing art. Like it would be one thing if I saw they were trying to like tag something cool, like a cartoon image of something, but it was shitty. Yeah. 
but I, I'd also be like, go practice it on like a, in a lumber yard where yeah. it doesn't matter. Like don't do it on a building or somebody's garage. Yeah. But then you see like a guy like Wiz Juan or like, you know, when mm-hmm. you drive down Warman road and all those, that brick that's wall awesome. is all tagged. Yeah. It's like, or even on train carts. It's like sweet. Yeah. That's awesome art. Yeah. Like that stuff is cool. Like I love that shit, but again, don't practice on somebody's property. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you're young and you think like, Oh fuck the government, whatever. Yeah. Like, but it's like, okay, it's not the government you're fucking messing yeah. with. Like those are people that have to go clean that shit up. Those are business owners yeah. like your parents. It's a hassle for them. It costs them money. It it doesn't do good for business. Like it depreciates, you know. Right. It's just it's just crazy. But when you're young, you don't you just don't think about everything. Yeah. Like even though I would never want to be that guy who's like kicking skateboarders off of a property. It's not good if there's like a nice new building and you go and you wax up the curb and you're chipping away at the concrete because you're grinding it and you're hanging out there drinking slushies and people are smoking darts, a bunch of teenagers with their boombox and like people are trying to go into an established business. Like you're, you're definitely negative affecting somebody. I told you what Corwin did one time, right? Yeah. I'm going to say it again because there might be some newer listeners. I'll, I'll wrap it up quick, but, um. So Corwin is like a guy that was like a, a counselor and like a big like mentor to somebody I looked up to when I was younger, <laughs> when I went to Redbury Bible Camp. And he, he worked out of like a, it was like a Christian academy or some kind of like Christian place. He puts on like really cool events for kids to go to California and he, you know, he just helps the youth as much as he can through um, his religion. But anyway, he's like at this place on, I think it's on um, 33rd Street and these kids were like skateboarding and like grinding on his little s- like stepway, just like you said, they had, there was wax in there and they're grinding and you know, you're working in there and all you hear is like, Shh, you know, and so he like goes out there and these kids fucking run because this business owner opens the door and so they just bolt and he's like, Hey, Hey. And then like the one kid looks back and like, he's got like a case of co- like cold Coca-Cola's. And he's like, you guys thirsty? Like he legitimately, they, they kind of like came back, like almost like scared animals, you know, yeah. chase some animals away. And then they look back and you have some food and they're like, oh, smelling. yeah. And so he just literally, he didn't give them shit. He said nothing except for here's some Coca-Cola, shut the door and kept doing his thing. And those kids were like, fuck, that's cool. Like kind of throw them off a bit. Eh? It throws you off a little bit, but I, and I get that some, why some owners would not want you there because yeah. it would scare a lot of customers off. And that's the shitty thing. Yeah. It's like, you finally have kids who like, they weren't doing drugs. They weren't doing anything wrong. They're yeah. just skateboarding. But again, if it affects your business, it's, that's a tough thing where you kind of have to shoo them away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do there, but yeah, you know, that is kind of a cool story. Yeah. How many calories do you eat in a day? I've never, I've never counted calories. You have no idea. I know more so how much protein intake meathead <laughs> I take, but calories like, I, I don't know. I'd guess maybe a couple thousand. Yeah. But. So I, I think I, I think I average around 2000 Yeah. and I'm bringing this up because I just saw, I don't know if you saw Hugh Jackman, you know, the actor. Yeah. So he's getting ready for Deadpool three. And, you know, typical Hollywood, like they're very truthful and they're very honest about the people that work for Hollywood. They said that Hugh Jackman is getting ready for Deadpool 3 and he's consuming 8,000 calories a day and working out like crazy. That's how he's getting so big for this role. 
So young people are like, I like Wolverine and Hugh Jackman. Like, yeah. I want to get big, so I'm going to eat 8,000 calories and go to the gym. But, of course, they forget that he's just not eating 8,000 calories and he's just doing all the steroids. The best of the best. Yeah. Of course he is. Of course. Also, what is he, 45? Yeah. <laughs> at least. Yeah. And so to put it into perspective, how many calories 8,000 calories is, do you know who um, – Chris Bumstead is yes he's like a body like a legit yeah. top I think he might be Mr. Olympia the, yeah he's like Mr. Olympia bodybuilder see bum or whatever so in a bulking phase when he's bulking he eats just over 5,000 calories yeah that's the number one bodybuilder in the world Chris Bumstead eating just over 5,000 calories. And yet Hollywood is like, hey. He's not Wolverine though, bro. <laughs> yeah. And Hollywood's like, hey, just eat 8,000. <laughs> like, I would love to see that guy eat 8,000 calories in a day. Do you know how fucking hard that would be to, to sustain that lifestyle? Like, I just hate it when they're like, like the lie. rock. They're just yeah, fucking the rock's liars, like, man. Like 20 eggs a day. That's the secret. Yeah. It's like, hey, shut man. up, man. Yeah. It's not the secret. We know exactly what the secret is. We have a friend. We know somebody who, when they were younger, they were powerlifting, trying to bulk. They would get up at two in the morning just to have like uh, a weight gainer shake with like extra carbs. And they would put spaghetti in the shake just to get carbs in. And that person now has an autoimmune disease. Mm. Because you can't eat that many. It's not healthy for it's you. It's <laughs> not healthy, man. And the other thing with Chris Bumstead, he, he was he was like 250 pounds while he was eating just over 5,000 calories in his bulking stage, getting ready for Mr. Olympia. So now you have like an older guy who weighs less eating 3,000 more calories than Mr. Olympia. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. And so I'm just like browsing like different bodybuilders. And have you heard of the trend, uh, trend twins? No, they're called, they call themselves the trend twins yeah. for what, what, what Trenovar? Trent, Trenable. What's, what's the steroid? Something like that. I, I just know it as the short trend. Like yeah. If someone's like, Hey, take trend. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I, but respect to them. At least they're honest. I love it. It's literally in their name. Yeah. So now when they're promoting a product, like I don't have much of a problem <laughs> with them because I'm like, yeah, you guys are honest. Yeah. Like just say you're on some shit. Then when you promote something, at least it's all on the table and you're not lying to people. Yeah. But the one thing with the trend twins that I, uh, they're, they're characters, man. Like if you've never watched them, like you just go on TikTok or Instagram, type, type in trend twins. And like, they're just these two brothers meatheads like when you hear that term whatever you're thinking that's what they are that's what they look like yeah. <laughs> like thick neck their heads are just like pit bulls they're just thick and they're like apparently they're like 22 or something like that like they're they're young young brothers and I get what they're doing. It's a great marketing strategy. But man, it's also like when I watch these guys, I'm like, I'm, it's kind of sad because I'm like, I guarantee we're going to hear of their passing at age 30. I just feel like when you're 22 and you're on that many steroids yeah. and you're that jacked and you're just like, you're the goal is thickness and just big, big, heavier weight, big, big, big. That's a, that's a short life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I watch them. I'm like, yeah. Like respect. I like that they're honest. I like that they're characters. They're marketing really well. But I'm like, man, I just wouldn't be surprised if they're dead and by 30. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, their hearts will just explode. Dude, like, you look at them talking, like they got the veins. They're like, yeah, bro. And then you put put more weight on. It's like everything's a struggle for them. And I'm like, man, you guys are like your heart and your blood is just going. Just working, hey. Your yeah, body's just man. like fucking redlining every day. Yeah, dude. Man, there's a guy. I um, I, I don't know. Like sometimes at night I'll just go down a rabbit hole on YouTube and there's a guy. You would recognize him because he's like an old school bodybuilder. But he might be one of my favorites of like the Mr. Olympia clan, um, Marcus Haas or something, or Marcus Huas or something. Um, he's this like German guy. Okay. And he's, is he a blonde guy? Yeah. He's been showing up on my, my like random feed a lot lately. So yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. He was in like the Ronnie Coleman era. Right. And, um, he would always get like, you know, anywhere from whatever third to sixth in Mr. Olympia because he didn't have you know, they're looking for a specific type of physique. Right. And he maybe didn't have, like, the genetics that someone like Jay Cutler or Ronnie Coleman had. But he was known to be, like, the biggest freak of the freaks. Huh. Like, just, like, the huge lat spread. Like, right. just, like, no neck. You know, just, like, <laughs> mass. So he was, like, less shredded and more just, like, so much mass. Exactly. And short like- guy. Like, he was shorter genetically. Right. So it's, like, it's hard to compete against these guys they're that are, like, 6'2", all- you know. Just before, remember that? Do you, did you have you seen the video of um, you know who the mountain is? Yeah. Did you have you seen the video of him walking on stage giving a medal to all those like bodybuilders? I don't Man, know if I have. They're like he towers li- them or what? Oh, bro, he's double their height. Wow. Like they're literally at his like waist level. And he's just walking around just a man, yeah. a mountain. Yeah. And these like jacked little bodybuilders are like looking up at him really? being like, hey, nice to meet you. Wow. It's like little kids, but on steroids to him. Wow. It's That's funny, crazy. man. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I've seen that. It kind of rings a bell. But yeah, anyways, this dude is just a freak. And, and like, obviously he's still shredded, but um, it's just fascinating to see how these guys can get their bodies to that, yeah. to that level. Like, their shoulders and chest it's like man you are so awkward like there's videos of them just like walking through the grocery store with like a yeah. a wife beater on and, right. and everybody just stares because it's like what is this thing yeah like, this guy's a mutant muscles on muscles it's crazy and i wonder if it's out have we talked about the ronnie coleman video of him talking about how much pain he's been in since like he's like kind of retired i don't know i i watched a documentary on him where yeah he's yeah. he's fucked yeah we might have talked about it like and i bet man i bet if you ask those guys 10 10 out of 10 they're gonna say it's worth it like the, like ronnie coleman said every day his pain is 10 out of 10 he's on Jeez. so many pain meds it hurts to sit down to get up it's like layla like before we started this podcast layla lays down she just turned 11 like a week ago <laughs> yeah. and she lays down and she every time she lays down ugh, it's yeah. like this grunting moan of like, fuck me. Yeah. And that's Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that kind of physique and that kind of like work that you put your body through comes with a price and that price usually shows up later in life, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's not a lot of longevity if you're trying to be Mr. Olympia. No. Like, but again, like maybe it's worth it. And like, yeah. like with Kurt too, like his bad hip, probably yeah. worth it, man. Like yeah. look at the life he created. Like he's got his own gym. He's got a bunch of students um, under him. A bunch of people look up to him. Yeah. He's got cool stories. Yeah. like it pro- probably worth it yeah you can't have it all hey you got to decide like do you want the glory and maybe a little bit less longevity or is it all about longevity but like you're never gonna be up on that number one podium for, yeah you know exactly yeah it's um, crazy do you do you think um you think working out has helped you with confidence you think you're more confident totally from working out totally I'm asking this because I heard Bradley Martin brought something up and I thought it was kind of interesting and 
I feel that same way too. But then he was on the podcast with someone. He asked them that same question. They said, yeah. And then he's like, really? Do you? Cause he's like, sometimes I see people, they, they start exercising. They start going to the gym and working out and it helps their confidence at first. And then they become so obsessed with their physique that they almost develop more insecurities about how they look. So it's like what starts as like a confidence boost later turns into like an insecurity or almost like a, a body dysmorphia where yeah. it's like, you know, like I had a, I had a buddy who I won't mention, but he like, he was really into like bodybuilding and fitness and he would constantly like do this yeah. and he would like, like, I'm, I'm kind of like, um, like poking at my stomach. Like he would just literally mid conversation or just walking in the mall. Just checking would, the body fat percentage. I would notice him hit his stomach <laughs> like this and finally like, why are you doing that? Like, it's like a nervous twitch or something. And he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I just like, I, I feel like when I do that, I can tell how much body fat I have and like where my abs are at. And I'm like, dad doesn't seem healthy yeah like where it's like you're in the middle of a conversation or just like doing something with like other people and you're just your brain can't let go of that <laughs> that like your abs might not be showing as best as they could yeah and so yeah it's, it's kind of like a dangerous line yeah. of like building confidence through hard work and discipline yeah but then it's like i think a lot of people take it to the extreme where you're now becoming like a narcissistic body dysmorphia type person who you're like obsessing over your physique yeah do you know what i've always been able to maintain a healthy relationship with that i I don't think i've had body dysmorphia i i know exactly what you're talking about but um what's your biggest insecurity with your body right now um Probably my calves. Yeah. I have skinny. I think skinny a lot legs. of guys would yeah. fucking yeah. I bet a lot of guys even listening are like calves. Yeah, calves. It used to be when I had the gyno and I had right. like puffy nipples. I I wouldn't wear like white shirts because you could kind of see the lump on my chest. You know, it right. used to be my biggest insecurity. But even now, with you, know, I understand genetically. I have skinnier legs, but. I'm honestly at peace with it. Right. Like I'll see myself in the gym and I'll be like, fuck bro, you work with calves every week and you still got these scrawny legs. But it doesn't bug me. It doesn't right. bother me. I'm like, these legs can still throw on triangle chokes. Like right. I have skinny legs, but it's cool. John so, Jones has skinny legs. I was going to say John Jones and Anderson Silva both yeah. had skinny calves and skinny legs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fortunate that I've like, I'm truly content and I have been with my physique. I haven't been. And then like, sometimes I see myself and, you know, like if I'm working out, it's like, yeah, you, you feel, you see other people in the gym, but it's never bothered me, man. Yeah. I'm always content with where I'm at. I, I don't have a perfect body by any stretch of the imagination, but that body dysmorphia thing is, uh, right. I'm glad I don't have that. Cause that's a dark road to go down. Yeah. Yeah. It's you the work same so as, hard and you're just never satisfied. It's the exact same as like a anorexic person. Yeah. You know, it's like they keep wanting to get skinnier and skinnier. I think a lot Straight of other people want to get sh- more shredded, like 1% body fat, like more muscle and it just never ends. I think a huge portion of people that work out on a regular basis have body dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I could see that. Like, well, yeah. um, what do you, what do you think? Um, what do you think uh, girls find the most attractive on the male body? Like what? Like if they were like to list anything, like what do you think it would be? I don't have the answer, but I'm just gonna mm, like anything on the on the yeah. Like what would yours be? Like if you were to be like on the op, like on a girl, like what would be the most attractive part of that girl? Like if she were to like go to the gym or whatever, like what 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 would be the thing? Um, lips, legs, ass, lips. 
I like. I guess that's not like a workout type of a thing. Yeah. But like, I like I like some nice lips. You know. Yeah. I like some nice natural lips. Yeah. Natural lips. Yeah. Um, legs and ass. Yeah. Legs and ass over over tits for me. That's what I said. Yeah. I said like yeah, ass, legs, and then back. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, so I asked Aaron, and I was like, what what like what would be the most attractive thing on like a guy for you? And um, arms was one of them. Back was another one because she said, yeah, I think she said arms because like it almost like gives her like a and it could be like a false sense of security, obviously, but it's like (coughs) you almost feel safer with someone who just like looks like stronger. You know, like she said, like sometimes she'll see veins in my forearms and she's kind of like girls like vascularity. Girls like veins. Yeah. eh? Yeah. But maybe not too much. Yeah. Not too much. Because I remember like, um, yeah, I've just seen videos of like girls being like, yeah, we love veins. And then they would show like a legit bodybuilder and they're like, fuck that. It's a gross thing to me when guys are like, like trying to showcase how gross their veins are and they're like pumping and like, I've seen some like crazy spaghetti veins and it's like disgusting. Right. But yeah, obviously like, you know, yeah. But, um, I, I feel like a lot of girls would like, um, like big glutes, big, like strong legs, you yeah. know, like, I don't think it's a turn on when a dude's got like really scrawny legs, but he's no. got like a big chest and shit. Girls are in the gym doing legs, just like guys are in the gym doing arms. Yeah, totally. Like I bet most men, if you were to be like, what do you find the most attractive part on a female body? They'd be like ass. And then in the guy's head, I don't even think they care what the girl says or what the guy says. They just want big arms. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women probably wouldn't say like, I like big arms first. Yeah. Cause like Bradley Martin, they do these things at his uh, zoo culture gym where they just ask people random questions. And I don't think one girl said arms. Yeah. Some of them said back. Some of them said abs. Some of them said ass. Um, and I think that was, that was it. Yeah. Girls like a, like a nice hockey ass, you know, like a plump ass. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I find it funny how like, like a lot of guys like, and this one guy said it, he's like, um, cause he's like getting all jacked and he works out and does these videos with his girlfriend. His girlfriend is like, Oh, you're just trying to like get all jacked. So like more like chicks will like love you. And he's like, babe, that's not how it works. He's like, I'm getting jacked. So more dudes will approach me. That's how it is, right? <laughs> That's how it yeah, works. Guys get jacked for other guys to give me the nod and be like, <laughs> respect. Yeah, respect, bro. Yeah, big arms, man. What inch? I think, uh, I think, um, <laughs> I think chicks like that V in the stomach too. Maybe even more so, more than abs. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, the V, the V. What else was I just going to mention? Oh yeah, the whole dad bod thing. You know, a lot of people. There's a lot of chicks that say they like the dad bod. Do you think that's a real thing or do you think they're just like, my guy's got a dad bod, so I... I think when a lot of those women are saying that, I I think they, I think in their mind, the dad bod is like a burly lumberjack type dad bod. Yeah. Like, like no which, shredded abs, but still like strong, a little tick, little tick. But look strong though. Yeah. So like there's a difference. Like if you're just a fat dad, yeah. I don't think any girls like... Hey, like, I love your, the look of laziness, you know? Yeah. I love that you look like you do nothing all day. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just, like, I don't know. Let's be honest here. Let's Let's not justify things. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, sometimes to me, it almost seems like a little bit of, um, 
let's bring you down to my, like, I don't want to do anything. And so like, I'm going to just pretend that I'm attracted to someone else who doesn't want to do anything. And we can just kind of be lazy together. But I think when a lot of women are being, I like dad bods, I think it's more like, I don't care if you're shredded, but like, if you look like a lumberjack with some traps and look like you'd throw a fucking sledgehammer around, like that I'm into. Yeah. Like it just looks like strength and power. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really, I never really bought into the whole, like, yeah, I just, I just like fat people. Like I like a fat guy. If you're like a really soft dad bod, like I guess what's your description of a dad bod, you know? Yeah. I, I certainly know there's chicks that don't want like a super jacked guy or like a super muscular ripped guy a lot of girls aren't into that yeah um although i get man there's uh, now that i there's definitely girls that like fat guys yeah there's girls that like soft guys that are like video game guys that like don't work out yeah some chicks dig that some girls don't want an athletic dude yeah some girls like want like a short guy you know i know a lot of women will like shit on short dudes but um yeah i just feel like there's somebody for everybody yeah totally man. whether it's like a, a I don't want to say a weird kink, but yeah, whether it's like a kink, you know, people like, will surprise you too. You'll yeah. see like a 10 out of 10 girl and she's like, I'm only into like these right. kind of guys. And you're like, really? Yeah. Like, right. Like, come on. Really? Like, uh, <laughs> one example is, uh, destiny, you know, like that, that kind of left leaning Ben Shapiro. Haven't seen, you've told me about this person. That's okay. All so yeah. like this guy looks like he's just very left, sits at a coffee shop, drinks coffee and like writes blogs all day. Yeah. His girlfriend's quite attractive. Hmm. Like a lot of guys would be like, really? Is he rich? Yeah. But yeah. so is she. Hmm. So like, it's, it's one of those, you know, I don't, I don't know. But again, like she, she's just into that. Yeah. There's maybe some weird couples out there, man. And I, and I think a lot of people are less shallow than me. Like maybe they're just like, yeah. you know, or like us. Yeah. Like maybe they're just, that's their brain doesn't think about their physical appearance, appearance, even yeah. though like I find that hard to believe yeah. just cause I know how my brain works. I like to see a couple that's not the norm. I like to be like, yeah. oh, like she's with that guy. That's strange, but cool. Or yeah, like respect. vice versa. Right. You know, like yeah. you just see like a dime piece of a guy that looks like he's Clark Kent and right. he's just with he's some war- some warlock yeah. and you're like, good man. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Crazy how just different people are, man. Yeah. So different. Oh yeah. And that's one other thing I was going to say um, in regards to like becoming obsessed with like your physical appearance and almost like having what was once a confidence booster to now like a, like a narcissistic thing where you're just focused on Mm -hmm. your physical appearance. Um, like I was thinking like, you know, instead of like almost just changing the way that your mind works, like if you go to the gym and instead of thinking like, Oh, I'm going to get like a really big back or I want the nice, like a perfect back. Yeah. Instead of thinking that way, just think like, my goal is to do 20 pull-ups one day. Mm. The the back will come, but now you're maybe more focused on strength. Yeah. And, and like actually trying to, I don't know, like hit, like just show your body that it can actually improve strength. And then the cherry on top is that the physique will probably just come with time. Yeah. But now you're focused less on like, oh, I just want big biceps. And you're thinking more of like, Oh, my goal is to be able to push that weight around or like, I want to, instead of like, I want a perfect ass, just think like, Oh, I want to, I want to be able to squat 200 pounds one day. Yeah. You where know? the byproduct, where, where the physique becomes the byproduct. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a better way of like looking at us. So you're not so obsessed with like the physical part of it or the, I, I, the, I think so. The, the aesthetic part of it, I should say. 
I think so. You know, yeah. it's almost like in fighting, it's like I want instead of focusing on like I need that belt, it's like I want to perform at my best, and right. if the belt comes, awesome. You know, <laughs> I like, talked to this guy. Um, I won't say who or where, but he's a younger guy, and um, he asked me like I I, I finished like a, a thirteen kilometer run. And then he's like, hey, he's like, I was going to ask you before, but like, I saw you're just in the zone running. He's like, can I, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions about like martial arts and fighting and stuff? And so I like walk over to where he was and he was like, he had the, the heavy bag at, it was at motion fitness, whatever. Um, and he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm just rehabbing my shoulder. And like one day I want to, I want to fight. Like I want to fight the, the highest level. And like, I, I'm, and I'm like, what do you think? And like kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA. And he's like, I'm going to do MMA because it's more lucrative. And I was like have you ever fought before? He's like, no. And I was like, get money out of your head. Don't ever yeah. think about money right now. You don't even have an amateur fight. You think that you're going to make it to the top of the UFC because of money. When Talk about the path of most resistance. Dude. I, yeah. And I was just like, look, don't think about that at all. Yeah. Cause I was like, if you're just thinking about money, there's some other guy in Dagestan who loves wrestling. Who's while you're at the gym here, lifting weights, He's wrestling every day for hours because he loves to wrestle and he likes to maul people. I'm like, you got to be in it for the right reason. So yeah. I was like, I, I like the goal. I like that you want to be at the top of the, the MMA, but I'm like, it, it's got to be something more pure than just money. Yeah. Like go get a job. It'll, you'll make more money. Yeah. Like if you're just thinking about money, fighting is a horrible way to go. Mm-hmm. There's, you have to be a top one percenter to make any kind of money yeah. in fighting. Yeah. Like totally. go get a business degree, go start a business, go work up the rigs. Like yeah. if you just want money, there's so many different <laughs> avenues. But yeah, I kind of had to just be like, look, man, like I, I, I like this. Like I like where your head's at. You got big goals. That's great. Yeah. But I'm like, if your main goal is finances, find another one. Yeah. Think differently. Yeah, totally. You got guys in the favelas like clawing their way out of there. I think Jesus put them on this earth to be a champion. Yeah. And that's like all they do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of like an interesting conversation. I was like, fuck man, like some, some people just don't, they don't understand the fight game very well. Yeah. And then he just asked me like some kick technique and I helped him a little bit. And then I was like, all right, I gotta go. Well, it's easy to have, um, you know, a certain maybe unrealistic perspective about it until you're like in it. Yeah, because you know it, it's cool to be like, yeah, I want to fight. But when you're like in shark rounds, MMA sparring every week, and you're exhausted, and they're presenting new guys, you're like, do I really want to fight? It's just madness. We talked about it. Hey, like it's it's so easy and fun to talk about shit. Yeah, like you get the same chemicals, like we've said, that actually doing the things. So you get excited. Yeah. You almost feel like a sense of proudness of like, like even him telling me that. Like he's probably like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like I'm gonna I want to fight in the UFC. And I'm gonna make money, and he he has these thoughts in his head, and so his brain's producing these fun chemicals. Yeah, you get this good feeling. But like you said, it's like, are you going to show up seven days a week and just grind it out, eat good, be disciplined and do yeah. that forever and for still, years, for decades? Maybe not get, get there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I just said, have an amateur fight first. Yeah. That's a good start. So how's your, how's your gym shopping going? You went to motion and fitness focus? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron, oh, we're going to, I said I was going to take a day off today. I'm not going to take a day off. Today. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to fitness focus again today. Okay. I've been there twice now. Okay. And I went to motion twice. Okay. So you haven't picked a gym yet. I haven't picked a gym. Aaron and I went to motion and now she's going to come to fitness focus. So okay. like uh, we're just going to, I think we're deciding between those two. Yeah. Um, 
Here's my take on motion fitness on the north end. I like that it's really close. The temperature in the gym was a little warmer than fitness focus. Mm. So proximity and temperature, I like. Interesting, okay. That's a big thing for me. If it's cold, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm not trying to blow hamstrings here. I want to be warm and I want to sweat. Yeah. I ran for a goddamn hour at Fitness Focus the one day and I hardly broke a sweat. Really? I'm like, there's no goddamn way I shouldn't be soaked in sweat Damn. right now. Um, but second time I went to Fitness Focus, it was warmer. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but then I was really leaking. Hmm. Um, I don't like the layout of Motion Fitness. I, it felt just weird. Something felt off. I don't really know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I didn't like it. It fell off. Um, fitness focus, I, lo- I love the layout. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I'm leaning towards fitness focus far more than motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aaron's going to have a look today at fitness focus and then we'll kind of go from there. Did you have, uh, did you check out the steam room at motion? I saw it, but I didn't go in okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go in it. <laughs> My, yeah. My main thing, yeah, I like fitness focus hands down for me, but I would go to motion just if, if Aaron was like, I need like a steam room. Yeah. I don't care that much. Yeah. The temperature is like really important to me. Yeah. So like if it's going to be a little warmer in there, I'll take it. Yeah. You know? Um, so you've ran more this week than you've ever ran in your life? Yeah. How's that been? On the body? Man, surprisingly good. That's why I'm going to go to the gym. I'm doing yeah. leg. I'm going to do legs. Damn. I'm going to do another run and I'm going to do legs. Because you did legs yesterday, no? I did. No, I did back yesterday. I did oh, legs okay. on um, Thursday. I see. I did legs on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I did a half an hour run on Thursday. Then I did legs. Then I did another half an hour run. Then I did 10K the next day. Yeah. I've just been putting my legs through hell. Yeah. And they just seem to be fucking good, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it's I'm like- kind of taking that David Goggins, like, he always talks about callousing the mind. I feel like I'm just callousing my legs and I'm yeah. just getting them so used to impact and just yeah. like, I'm just asking so much of my body and it just keeps providing me. Yeah. It just keeps being like, yeah, we got you. Well, Let's I think go. you're doing it the right way. Like you didn't just go and try to run 20 K out of nowhere. Like right. you do 10 K until 10 K becomes the normal. Yeah. And then you do it like maybe once more in that week than you did the week prior. Yeah. And next thing you know, you could do a 10 K every day and you're not even getting sore. Yeah. I think you're doing it the right way. Well, it's funny, man. There's so many different ways. Like this guy messaged me on Instagram just like a couple of days ago. Cause I posted like, you know, the one day I did a 13 kilometer run. Then the next day I posted, like did a 10 K run. And he's like, he's like two, two run days in a row. He's like, aren't you, aren't you not supposed to do that? And look, he's asking probably from like a genuine stance and he's, but like, he's, he's actually just maybe wondering, but I know how my brain works. I took that as like a slight. I took that as like, he's saying something like that. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. And look, that's just how my brain works. And I just was like, bitch, I'll run every day this week. Just cause you asked me that dumb question. Do you know and, what? and I know that's stupid, but I did it anyway. Well, if it motivates you, I get motivation from fucking anywhere, man. I don't like that phrase of, aren't you not supposed to do that? It's like, says who, right? Go ask Cameron Haynes or go ask this. It's like, that's what I said. You're supposed to. My response was, it depends who you ask. If you ask the number one ultra runner in the world, Courtney DeWalter, she'll say she runs every day. If you ask Cameron Haynes, he runs every day. If you ask David Goggins, he'll laugh at you. And he said, I run every day. David Goggins runs seven miles a day. I think that's like 11 kilometers or something like that. Uh, He's 47. It's just like... You just do what you do. Exactly. I, I, yeah. Running three times a week does, it's not fun for me. Yeah. That bores me. 
Mm. I want to run more. Yeah. It's fun for me. It's a fun challenge. Yeah. And I was thinking like, sometimes it's not all about like, look, if I'm, if I'm prepping for this marathon and I want to get the best time possible, possible, like maybe a running program would be good. Like, you know, maybe like a one day I do a long run. The other day I do a recovery run. The other day I do intervals. So three days a week that might help me get the best time. But Goggins talks about that. He says, like, I don't give a fuck about a medal. I don't give a fuck about a time. He's like, my, my way of, like, pushing myself is all mental. He's like, I'm doing this for my mind. I don't give a fuck about all this other shit. Yeah. I want my brain to be so strong that I can just endure anything. Yeah. And so while you're, like, getting your pen and paper out and writing this strategic plan of how to scientifically improve your runtime, he's like, I'm improving my mental strength and I'll beat all of you anyway. <laughs> And he does. Yeah. He got number. He was ranked number two in the Moab two forty, and he's like six two, two hundred pounds. That's crazy. It's legit. And this one guy, he kind of, he's a, we know him, and I won't mention, but he kind of was like shitting on Goggins a little bit because he saw one of my posts, and he's like, ah, oh, kind of like I fucking hate that guy. Like he's just full of himself, and he's always hyping himself up like more than he should, and blah blah blah. Then he Googles David Goggins' time for the Moab, and he realized he got second place. And then he re- he messaged me again. He's like, yeah, my bad. He's like, that's huh. legit. Like, I, I didn't realize he was that good of a runner. Damn. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, this guy's fucking the real deal. Yeah. Did you see he gave, like, John Jones a bit of a hype speech before his fight? Yeah. That's cool how he was, like, kind of, like, behind was, John Jones. I think know? he was there for a week. Yeah. I think he was there for, like, a week with him prior to that fight, <laughs> yeah. which is really cool. And I watched a video of... Um, John Jones, because, you know, I watch my watch vlogs, you know, like yeah. watch videos. Um, it must have been the day after John Jones won that fight. He went, first of all, I love that John Jones won. I love when the king of the mountain, the, the heavyweight champ or, or whatever weight class is like somebody that you're like, okay, like when Connor's the champ, it's like, hell yeah, what's next? Or John Jones or GSP. Right. I love when I love that John Jones is at the king of the hill again. Yeah. Which is weird because there's like a love-hate thing with him. Like I feel like he's yeah. kind of a bad boy and people like shit on him, including myself. But then like at the same time, I'm kind of like, I'm like rooting for him all of a sudden. I I hated his speech after the fight. Like, I don't even, I don't think I even saw it. He's, he comes across as really fake, you know? Um, I, just something when he talks a lot of the time it comes off as ungenuine but i'm a fan of him as an athlete you know but anyway so there's a video where he went uh must oh, have been the- before you say that this might be why so somebody asked him and i don't even know if i brought this up on the podcast but somebody asked him one time they're like are you are you a good guy trying to be bad or are you a bad person trying to be good and so there's something going on where i think he's having conflicting yeah. issues with his genuine self versus what he's putting out there and yeah. that's why we see like a little bit of like weirdness where we're like you seem like you're like not genuine something's off and i would like it if john jones just was like i'm just a bad guy embrace trying to be that. good i'm just gonna embrace me being a bad dude yeah. bad mother do you remember how he answered that question not really i remember he said that's a really good question but i forget how yeah. he answered it and i actually like the way he answered it he said I would say I'm more of a bad guy trying to be good. Mm. And he, I think we all are in a sense. Like we all have the capacity to sin, to, to yeah. do bad. But it's, it's like life. Life is like a challenge to just learn to do the right thing, you know, to, to have integrity, to, to be honest, to treat others fairly, to, to, you know, not cheat, to do the right things. So I feel like we all are kind of like, 
sinful beings that are choosing to be good every day because nobody is just like, oh, I'm good. Right. But like, it, I'm going to play this bad. Like, I don't know. There was actually a little clip that I saw recently. It was interesting. This guy was doing a podcast and he, um, he said that exact same thing. He said like 99% of men are very like, um, we're very like physical creatures. Like we will see like a good looking girl and like, we just, we cannot help ourselves. Like we have to look. But he was like, when you're, when you've been married for 20 years and that guy's being faithful, it's not because he doesn't have those same tendencies or urges as the other guys who cheat. It's that he's very disciplined, just like it takes discipline to go to the gym every day. And then the girl that he was doing a podcast with, she's like, to me, that's a high value man. Like a man that like knows his like natural tendencies and urges, but has the discipline to not fall through with them. Like, and that's, it's, it's almost like what you just said, how like we all have some bad in us, but it's like, you just have to be disciplined enough to not act on those things. Some, some guys do, some guys don't, but like, I was like, yeah, it was an interesting take. That's true because yeah, if, if you're, if you've been married for 15 years and I'm a single guy and this 10 out of 10 smoke show starts like stripping or trying to like tease us right we both have the same urge but you're like no i'm a faithful guy i'm committed to my wife i'm gonna t- I'm, I'm not even gonna consider this girl yeah you know yeah yeah so but the, yeah. again like that's that's why i like what the girl said value. She's like, that's a high value man yeah like a, a man that you yeah it's like you know he's an animal at, at heart but like he's a tamed <laughs> He's like a uh, like a tamed or like well. Tra- I don't want to say well nuts cut off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. But it's like yeah, he's just like an honorable, disciplined man that Honor, knows to loyal. Yeah, yeah, loyal. Yeah. yeah, a man of virtue. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely something to that. Like, you lose value if from a young age you just sleep with everything that walks in front of you. Yeah, like you. The more you turn down opportunities with, and you're not thinking with your nuts you are more of a high valued person as yeah. time goes on. Like there's no other way around it. Right. Like, you know, nope. and it's, and it's interesting too. Cause like, yeah, I mean, we've heard this before too, but like, like I, I wonder what the best thing is. Like you hear Ben Shapiro, like he, you know, he found that girl that he was with and he's like, within two years I was married and wanted kids. Like, it's like, it shouldn't take you that long to like make those decisions. Which is within like, or yeah, like yeah. Months. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's way sooner. Yeah, but then you hear like on the other side of it, it's like you almost want to get that dog out of you because you don't want to like be with someone to, and ten years down the road being like, oh man, like I wish I would have like I wish I would have explored more when I was younger. Yeah. So it's like I feel like a lot of guys are like get that dog out, or a lot of women are like get that cat out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the. I know that's a big knock on like a lot of, I don't know, maybe a younger people is like to stop acting like just people in general, like a buffet, like yeah. with dating apps, Instagram, social media. It's just like, you're just, throw, you're just sleeping with everybody. And, yeah. and I agree. It is kind of like a, a just less valuable person. You yeah. Know, and your body count is what the, the kids are calling it. Yeah. You know, it's, it just a, shows a lack of discipline and yeah. you know, like, it's, um, it goes back to, yeah, like lack of discipline, like lack of, um, what do you like loyalty or, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like who the fuck am I? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, just shut up. Man. I feel like if you're, if you get married with your high school sweetheart when you're 20 years old, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. I kind of actually admire that to be honest, but I feel like that person would maybe be more likely to have a midlife crisis when they're 40 of like, 
I haven't really got to be that dog. Right. As opposed to somebody who is, again, right. your, your vocabulary was a dog in their 20s right. to an extent. And then in their 30s, they get married. They're like, okay, I got it out of my system. Right. No midlife crisis for me. Because then you know that it's not that great. And I think that's like a huge part mm-hmm. of like being a dog is once you've been a dog, it's like, it ain't that good. It's, like yeah. I, I had my moment, like for six months, I went on a little spree and I remember not feeling that good. Like there was times where I'd wake up in the morning being like, I feel shitty. Yeah. I don't even fucking know that person. She hardly knows me. It was just like a sloppy, shitty experience. You just go home and I'm like, is that what everyone is like ranting and raving about? Do you know what? It's almost like the psychology behind, remember we've talked about this before. We have our remembering self and our experiencing self. Yeah. It's almost like the thought of it. It's like, right. it's so like badass and like you're hooking up with somebody right. random and it's like, oh, you're living the life. You have all this freedom. But then if you go back to the actual experience of it, it's like a little awkward. You right. weren't that turned on. It was like, get me out of here. And then it's like the fantasies <laughs> never live up to what you actually think. Like you yeah. see the movies or like a rap video or something or whatever. Like, yeah, somebody just talking about all these women that they slept around with. And yeah. you're like, yeah, like that'd be really sweet. And then you're doing it and you're like, I have zero connection with any of these people. Yeah. Like I, just I don't want to find somebody I have a connection with. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm big on that. Like that's why I think I just didn't enjoy the whole like sleeping around stage when I was like younger. Yeah. Cause I just was like, I, I don't feel anything with these people like yeah. other than a physical thing, which is like, it's, it's fuck all you need yeah. more or I need more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I hear you. But anyway. Yeah. Anyways to John Jones back to, um, yeah. So, whatever he's trying on all these crazy watches he ends up buying this um like rolex day date it's it's might there's so many rolex watches it might be my favorite rolex watch it's like a yellow gold day date with a white dial presidential but anyways it something came up after that which is really crazy so apparently over the last 10 years rolex has out rolex watches as, a, as an investment has outperformed Real estate, stocks, and gold. Wow. It's pretty crazy. That is really crazy. Yeah. I would imagine just because they just don't make that many of them or something, or well, why, why are they doing so well? Yeah, like the, yeah, I think it's a lot has to do with that. It's a supply and demand thing. They're handmade. Right. There's only so many. And, you know, with all this like crypto money, Bitcoin, like this like luxury culture that we're in, there's a lot of demand for them and they're just very limited and, yeah, values have just skyrocketed, you know? It's and crazy. I feel like that's a very, like, concrete, solid investment, like, where you actually get to put your finger on something, where yeah. it's, like, a crypto or, like, NFT stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, like, especially wealthy people, like, I think young kids get it, but, like, even me, like, it's funny when you hear Rogan talk about NFTs. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I feel like I could just screenshot it and keep that image. And, and like, the young people are like, you fucking old idiot. Yeah. But, like, a lot of old people have more money. So they're not going to invest yeah. in something that isn't tangible. Where a Rolex, it's like, yeah, I, I'll buy that. I can have it in my hand. I get that. Yeah. But, like, an NFT, like, what do you want me to What do you want me to do with that? Well, that's the thing. Rogan was talking about that. He's like, if somebody proposes me with, like, a, some financial endeavor – usually makes sense but when it's like somebody approaching me with this nft opportunity it when they're done proposing it to me i never really understand like i'm like okay i still don't really get it though right but you obviously heard coffeezilla on rogan so you introduced me to this coffeezilla guy basically exposes people for scamming others yeah and bill Bill gates for being good friends with epstein he exposed him as well okay yeah okay and it just made me think like 
we're, we're kind of in the scam culture now because I don't know about you, but every day I either get a phone call, a text or an email that's some fake scam that wants me to click something so they can get access to my shit or, yeah. you know, whatever, put a bug in my equipment. And it's it just, it's so hard to navigate these days because everybody's coming at you with scams. They're trying yeah. to break into you and get a piece of you. And then even what we talked about with like AI, you know, there are conversations now that you can come across that aren't legitimate. They sound perfect. Yeah, that stuff's scary. But it's just all manufactured through artificial intelligence. So it's like, okay, so now does audio recordings not hold up in court because they right. can be completely, you know, altered and created now? Or you see pictures with filters and it's like people's bodies are shaped differently. Their faces are filtered. So nowadays in the culture we're in, it's like, okay, people are trying to come at me and hack into my shit and rob from me from all angles. I'm listening to this recording, but is it real? I'm looking at this picture, but is it real? Yeah. It's just so hard to navigate the truth these days. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's like a weird, I heard Martin talk about this. He said like, we're in such a weird like duality right now where it's like the world is so fake, but yet we, we long for real conversation. Yeah. Hence why podcasts are doing so well. Yeah. Like long format podcasts are doing phenomenal still because people want like real conversation. Yeah. But yet on the other side of that, it's just, everything is fake and a lie. Yeah. But we still want the reality. Yeah. It's, it's a really like interesting place where it's like on one hand, we're getting very authentic and people are opening up. And on the other hand, people are just it's fake. It's everything's fake. Like Rogan said, there's a podcast with him and who Lex Friedman or, or uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Him conversation. And, right. So Joe Rogan, there's a podcast with Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. And he's like, it's a, it sounds real. It sounds like I actually did a podcast with Steve Jobs. He's like, I've never done a podcast. I've with never Steve met Jobs. Steve Jobs. I've never even met him. Yeah. You know how scary that is? Yeah. Like you, like that's insane, man. Well, and think somebody like Joe Rogan, there is hundreds of thousands of hours of him talking lightly, talking yeah. lowly, talking mad, controversial, talking chilling, you know, yeah. like, you can get the spectrum of Joe Rogan's audio yeah. and you can just create whatever you want with that. Yeah. But it's weird, man. We, we do go through these cycles because, um, you know, th this kind of long form conversation with a lot of errors, it's clunky. There's whatever, like pauses. It's, we stumble with our words. That was the norm. So then like the short clip that's edited, that's, manufactured and perfect became like the hot thing and it's almost like yeah so so now this is more refreshing because it's just so real and it's right. almost like before when email first came you get an email you're like fuck i got an email this is right. awesome like look at this and you get all this envelopes and mail physically and you're like fuck this shit but now you get so many emails it you don't even open half of them because it's right. like fuck another email and when somebody mails you a letter physically with like your handwritten address, right. you're like, somebody wrote Fuck, me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm like. I do a little bit in real estate is like handwritten letters to some clients. And uh -huh. because again, that wasn't valued and email was valued, but now it's like people just want that real yeah. authenticity again, as opposed to like an email with a market update. Kind of interesting. Hey, like just the direction that we go in, like how yeah. we just progress down the road so much like technologically, but we still like long for like the olden days. Yeah. You know?
Yeah. I think that's why like I enjoy going to my mom's place so much because it's like a wood fire stove. Yeah. And you just have to keep warm with fire. And I'm like, I fucking <laughs> love this old school shit, man. Like, right? It's like a path of more resistance. It's yeah. harder. It's like, hey, fuck face. We got a microwave. Right. What are you doing? But it's like, no, I want to work for this. I want to light a fire. I yeah. want to cook it over the fire. It takes five times as long. Let me, let me do this. Yeah, man. It's interesting, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's all. That's all I got. Yeah. We could probably wrap it up from there. Let's do it. Just wait. You're going on a trip in a week. Yeah, yeah. Dominican? Dominican Republic, yeah. Last okay. time I was there was, was that Pyramid's wedding? Yeah, yeah it was Pyramid's yeah. wedding. Ka- little Kyle was Mexico, yes. right? Yeah. I always get those mixed up. So yeah, it'll be fun. Have so, some shit to talk about. So you're going with Aaron for a week? Yeah. Nice. Going to do an all-inclusive. I'm going to work out every day. Going to go for long runs. Fuck yeah. I wanted to run, I think I said, to your place at the end of this month. Okay, so when it, when is the um, marathon again? May 28th. Late May, okay. Okay, so you're you know two and a half months away yeah crazy and i've been realizing that i've probably i don't even know if the thing's still going anymore hopefully it is but i um yeah just double check i've been running like i think way too hard or at least that last run man so i don't know if you saw my instagram story but i posted something where i was like it showed the zones it's like zone one two three four and five and it shows like what percentage of each zone you were in and I think for marathon prep, like again on on paper, like technically or scientifically, you're supposed to keep yourself in zone one and two. <laughs> I was not in any of those zones. I was three, four, and five. I was in zone five for like 17 minutes. Oh, really? Which like it's not sustainable. Like that's where you're your like heart, high gear. Kind your, of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's maximum heart oh, rate. Okay. That's 90 to 100 percent of your max heart rate. Interesting. And uh, so that last run, I did 10 kilometers in 54 minutes. But I intentionally did that. Like I was like, today, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to just do a fast ten kilometers. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna run for an hour and whatever I get, I get. Yeah. But yeah, this time I'm gonna like push a little yeah. bit harder. And yeah. man, I felt it. I yeah. remember like that last little bit of running. I was like, oh my god, I need this to stop. Yeah. And then as soon as I hit ten k, I just was like off that fucking treadmill. Yeah. But I remember, yeah, just looking at the zones. I think Scott Davidson. Yeah, he messaged me and was like, hey, man, he's like, I'm actually just learning about that, too. So he sent me a screenshot of, like, each zone. Yeah. He's like, yeah, apparently you're not supposed to run that hard. Ah, he's really? like, you're supposed to be in, like, one and two to build that baseline. I see. Which most of my runs, most of the time when I do a 10-kilometer run, I'm in zone two and three. Mm-hmm. I hardly even touch four, and I don't touch five. Yeah. But that last run, I was like, yeah, 17 minutes, max heart rate. Damn. Yeah. That's intense. But it's... um. Yeah, man, it's going to be nice. You're going to be able to run outside right away. The days are getting longer, hey? Yeah. Fuck, we're almost there, man. I'm going to be really excited to um, to run outside. I smoked yeah. the other day, and I ran at Aaron's place for seven kilometers. Yeah. Man, that was fun. I was the first time. You ran at her place? Like she outside? has a treadmill. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, her parents have a treadmill. Yeah. So, yeah, I smoked a little bit. And, man, I just the visuals of, like... Um, the visuals and the feelings I got like with fighting Cody mm-hmm. and like when I like gave up on myself and I just was like, I had such strong like emotions and it was, it was fun. Yeah. I could like really like feel and visualize shit. Damn. I feel like I could have ran forever, but really? yeah, that was supposed to be a shorter day. So I just did a seven yeah. K. Man, running gets easier. That's for yeah. sure. Nick Diaz mode. Hey, just get a little bit high and yeah. just fucking go. Yeah. 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 I love it. But anyway, let's wrap it up. Episode 101. Let's go. No Dalmatians. (laughs) I was going to say something about the Dalmatians.